Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring developer advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. It is the 31st of August, 2023. You know what that means? That means that we've got September, October, November, and December. Four more months. One more, like, quarter. And then and then we're in 2024. Uh, it just blows my mind. Just, I'm not okay with that. I Nobody asked me. Nobody sent me a memo. There's just been no planning on this at all. And I'm, uh, uh, yeah, just no more. Stop it. Let's just stay here for a moment. Enjoy the day. Just breathe in. I could, seriously, 2024. How did we get here already? Or almost get here. Oh, craziness. I, and I feel like the summer's just gone right by. Uh, it's been one of those things. You know how I know I've been, you know how I know the summer's been weird? Like, I've had a, a, a deluge of friends in the in the Bay Area all reaching out to me saying, hey, you're back in town. You want to hang out? I'm like, oh, I guess I have been kind of out of, for, out of it for a minute, right? Uh, there was that two months in Asia and Australia. Uh, and then uh, planning uh, spring one, then spring one the, itself, which was a seven week, seven day, felt like seven weeks, seven day odyssey in Vegas. Uh, and then uh, oh, and then uh, taking my moving my kid into uh, she's now my kid now lives in another city. That just weirds me out. She's she lives in a different part of the world. You know, uh, she's going to college. Blows my mind. Uh, and this all happened, you know, like we, we dropped her off. Monday, you know, like she would know. Sorry, uh, Sunday, she was at school on Monday. Just, just a, a a roller coaster ride, and here we are now. It's a Thursday. Super happy to be here. Don't get me wrong, but boy, am I tired. I could sleep a week, uh, but I, you know, no rest for the wicked. I have to. Uh, I, I'm on a bird flying to uh, Oslo, Norway, uh, for Java Zone. So if you're gonna be there, uh, I would love to see you. So come say hi. It'll be great. We're gonna have some fun. Talk about some spring. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm hoping they've got me a nice, uh, hotel where I can just sort of sit there and admire the quiet, you know, the, um, one of the, one of my favorite hotels is, I think it's the, is it a, not, it's not a Hilton. It's a, um, Radisson blue right there across from the convention center. Uh, and they have these hotel rooms that have tables, couches, beds, and a desk. Now, don't get me wrong. It sounds really nice, uh, and it is really nice. But it's a, it's more like a a very uh, modest college dorm room. You know what I'm saying? It's these rooms are not very big, but and they've got like you know the furniture feels like it could be it, it could have been taken directly from IKEA. You know, um, it, it's just very clean and nice and small. And you know, if you get a good enough floor then you can open your window and there you are on top of the entire city basically because there's not a lot of tall buildings in oslo um and it's just this really great like i mean it's such a beautiful city and country i i wow you know it's just really phenomenal to be there uh and uh just sit there and write code i love it i mean uh, i love the show i love the people there i love the conference i love the activities i love everything about java zone um but i also love the hotel i love that serenity that i get there sometimes you know it's cold sometimes so Sometimes I just sit there and write code, and it is, I, I have great memories. Over the, like, 11, 12 years I've been going there, uh, I, I constantly think about that, the, the times I get to spend in that hotel. Uh, anyway, um, I look forward to doing that, and I look forward to the flight, because that'll be quiet as well. I can just sit still and maybe sleep. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just, that, that, uh, <laughs> I guess that I, I saw a joke somewhere. Somebody suggested that's what 
we old people do is we we just sit like if <laughs> hold on i gotta sit <laughs> that's my life now i just i'm really glad to just sit for a little bit you know just stay a while take your head off you know um anyway uh that'll be fun can't wait to see you all there it's gonna be super good uh, i'm also gonna be at devox belgium so that'll be great too you know i and uh oh and also be at spring one uh, uh at vmware explorer in singapore uh later this month uh in september not this month later you know tomorrow is september uh later that month um i'll be in singapore as well so if you're there come say hi i was just there a month and a half ago uh but this will be totally different you know i it'll be like a whole new me I, it's i've moved on it's been months now weeks even uh and so you know that'll be fun as well it's gonna be good my friends just um just really good uh, I, one of the things i loved about uh spring one in vegas the one i just came from was that i was just sort of i had this great opportunity to be with all my favorite uh teammates and colleagues and, and so on and i love uh spring one because it's a great chance to sort of soak up well you know all these engineers have brought their a-game talks you know uh so getting them on the show is always a privilege and today's episode is no different today's episode uh i'm joined by uh daniel garnier Moirot. um daniel is uh first of all uh, one of my heroes because he works at the intersection of the of two of the things that can be most frustrating for people uh, if done improperly, which is uh, Kubernetes and OAuth. <laughs> um, and uh, he's just just a deep bench of knowledge right there. I mean, really, really brilliant human being. He helped me harden and deploy my Spring authorization server, um, you know, for my own usage in my own cluster, right? By the by, yesterday I did a live stream and I've been meaning to do this live stream for so very long now uh, and i was just very glad i got a chance to just finally get it out there yesterday um it might just be me and a few friends that really care about this use case but it was to me it's a very interesting one which is how do i use the authorization how do i use any oauth idp in um you know in in a messaging or back office or batch sort of context right with a headless sort of service context um and yeah, go check that out, youtube.com for slash at coffee software. But anyway, if you want to learn more about all this stuff and so much more from, from one of the people that's at the intersection of all this stuff and that works on the commercial products around this stuff, enjoy this episode. This interview was super interesting for me. I had a lot of fun. I hope you have fun too. And uh, I'll see you in Norway next week, my friends. Bonjour. Yeah, but yeah, I forgot. I, I, uh, I always, there's a, actually, you don't know, you, you never know, you know, like, uh, uh, is there anybody here from, yeah, it depends. We're actually doing this at the right time. It's kind of early in the morning. So, well, not early in the morning, but it's morning still, whereas yes. a lot of the other interviews I've done over the last few days, uh, for reasons, um, have been in the afternoon, which is not great because you're, you know, Europe, it's way past dinner. It's almost bedtime. Yes, and, now we're uh, getting a dinner time here. Which is good. I mean, people people are not, are not at work. People are at work here in the Americas, right? They're busy. Uh, uh, not like us. We're software people. That's this is hardly work. Um, <laughs> um, but um, but also, uh, what time is it? I mean, actually, sixteen hours, something like that. So, uh, in France, it time be in Tokyo. Ah, probably early morning. Yeah. In Tokyo, Japan, it's two forty-seven. Yeah, two forty-seven. So mm. we're we're gonna miss out, but some of the South Asians might still hang out. You know, you yeah, it's an okay time. It's much better than say like two o'clock or three o'clock is my point. 
Um, yes. Uh, you lost your, maybe Tokyo's coming up? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they'll, they'll wake up around four or five, right? Like uh, today in the afternoon, I get people from, from anyway, my point is we might get people from uh, Europe and EMEA and, uh, you know, Africa and all that stuff. Yes. So, bonjour tout le monde, you know, hi, welcome. Um, let's see here. I, I never know. Where's, where is everybody? Where, where, where is everybody coming in from today? Did we also anybody from uh, India? Because that was did, congrats that that uh, that moon landing was oh that's so cool that was the coolest thing I've seen you know yeah. in years you know that's really really cool I'm at spring one and I'll and the thing I'm gonna remember is that moon landing you know I mean exactly. spring one has been a lot of fun but that moon landing oh. yeah I woke up uh, jet lag a bit early in the yeah. morning five in the morning grabbed my phone and uh, watched the thing live oh, that's so very exciting. That is so cool. I mean, yeah, it makes me, I don't know about you all, but uh, do you have goosebumps? Congrats, Pranav. That is amazing. Uh, that is, I mean, wow. Um, you should be very proud. I am very proud of India and, and of course, humanity for whew. an achievement. Yeah, because sometimes it's so easy to forget, uh, you know, we're all so small. It's, it's my life is my life and I'm doing my thing. And <sighs> Yeah, did you see the pictures of the control room? Yeah, oh, it was burst into oh, cheers yeah. and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great. That's amazing. It makes me, you know, wow. I get, I, I felt small. It's very, it's very easy to get lost in the idea that uh, I am my own. I'm the star of my own story, right? And you kind of forget that. Oh yeah, we're all in this little rock, hurtling yes. through space. You know, there's. And if you want to do great things, we need to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Oh yeah! Congratulations, uh, Vimana Pinkatesh. That's that is so cool. Congratulations to everyone. I'm ah, uh, it's it, I, it's tr truly wow. From uh, from the south, the south. I don't understand enough, but I know it's the South Pole, and apparently nobody's ever done that in the history of. Uh, well, the first of all, there's only been like this is the fourth country to ever set something, something down on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, even even anywhere in the moon, it doesn't even matter if it's the same place. It's the fourth fourth country to ever do it. Yes. Right. Which is incredible, and then the and then this is the first country to ever go to that very difficult area, right. ever. I mean, oh, oh congratulations, uh, uh, that's amazing. Like, just yeah, I'm. Uh, I I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could talk to somebody in the control room. You know, I'm just yeah, <sighs> yeah. At first, tried to right. Yeah, I just landed. Wow, 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 yeah, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, if you're watching this, this is not going to be as exciting as that. There's nothing like that. Yeah, I, of course. I, it was. Oh. But now that the exciting bit has gone, we can <sighs> we can blabber about software now. I guess, but oh, doesn't it make you kind of like yeah. weepy-eyed weepy a little bit? Um, yeah, it makes me so happy. But anyway, um, uh, so yeah, today, you you are uh, we have I'm I'm very happy we have our our friends from from India in the in the mist, but uh, usually I get people from like Morocco and. Belgium. Oh, we are all still over the moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can um, imagine. <laughs> it will take a few days, right? Or I hope. I, I mean, I wouldn't let it go for even. I would wait longer. Like let it. Let it. Ah, it's amazing. Yeah, humans. Humans do amazing things when they work together. You know, and yeah. India just showed the world that you know, as they often do. Um. Yeah, it's a party. I wish I could be in India. I'll bet that would be an amazing party right oh now. Oh my God! Yes. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're we're in Vegas. This is the opposite of of a party. Of a, well, it's, I mean, spring one's great, but yes, 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 but Vegas is not where you go to. Actually, I wonder if I can show people. Yeah, you could try that. Um, 
Would you mind holding that for just a second? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Vegas. There. That's the view from here. You can see the Venetian kind of across the way there, and there's some, there's that stupid dome over there, and I don't care. It's not a place I go to for for fun, usually. There's some nice people here that are friends, you know, that live here, and that's nice, but... And it's, it's an experience. But I would, I would, I wish that we could have the spring. Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, you can, you kind of have to to live it to to understand what it really means. Yeah, it's, but it's so disorienting as well. Yes, you know, like uh, I can, I can, I can understand and parse the entire OAuth two spec, no problem. <laughs> but like finding the exit to the casino, it, oh, forever, and, there, and it doesn't matter how many times you look at it. It's like, wait, did it just change again? You know, it gets, oh, it's so, or even if you're if you're not careful, you can leave the room early in the morning. And so I have the blinds open because I need sunlight because nowhere else in the building yeah, yeah, yeah. will you get natural sunlight. You know, yeah, you have to take vitamins don't. to make sure you don't become. There are fake painted <clears throat> skies with artificial light. Oh, wait, but then if you don't like that and you want it to be dark, just walk a yeah. few more blocks yeah, in enough. the same building. And now they have uh, like the Venice canals right. at night. And I'm like, who is this for? You know, like <laughs> I, it's so disorienting. I would rather just go to Venice. You know, it's a. Yes. You know, or or they have a Paris casino here. Yes, Did you I, that? I I have not visited it, but it has a, the Eiffel Tower. I could see it from my room. I'm a few floors up. In Paris, this would be a very very expensive view. You know, seeing the Eiffel Tower from your, from your well, room. But the difference is you can take the photos of this one at night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah you that's can, true. You know, you, did you did they did you all know that you can't take photos of the Eiffel Tower at night? You can take it during the day, but there's a light show there, and that light show is a. Uh, Copyright or something, right? Yeah, I think so, right? The, something the, like the that. Links. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to, but I mean, we are French. We do it anyway. Yeah. Well, vive la patrie. Oui. But um, but and it would would so most countries have a landscape exception to photography. Mm. Like, if you take a photo out in public, right? Whatever's in your frame is yours yes. to take a photo, yes. of, right? It's it's public. It, yes. Why would anybody stop that, right? But uh, but in France, I guess it's one of the few countries in the world where they have they don't have that. And try. No, we do. We do have that. If you're going to a public place, the Eiffel Towers prove yeah, that they don't yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. Yeah. That's why, because because that's like a piece of art. You know, it's in the landscape though, but it still gets. You can still be sued. No, Frank. I think it's probably you. Probably won't get sued. You'll be if you put it on like Instagram and people can find you. You'll probably get a, a nasty gram from some bureau asking for a license fee or something. But whatever. Okay. Um. What I was, what I was trying to say was, as much as I've enjoyed Spring One. It would be cool if this was like in Bangalore or something. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. the food would be good. But like the party, nobody would go to the conference anymore. Yeah. You. Oh yeah, because they'd all be outside having. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. would the speakers. So you know. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's nice and warm. It's hot here, right? It's been raining the last few days, but it's it's normally very hot, and it's the summertime, you know. Right. 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 Um. So weather-wise, it's. It's just a little bit more humid and a little bit less hot in India usually. Yeah, yeah, Although it's been, I've had, oh, I, so I've been to, uh, I don't know, 10 cities in India, right? Mm -hmm. I, I love India. Uh, and every time I go, I bring my stretchy pants because I love the food. Um, and one time I made a mistake. Um, I went, I went to Goa, which is not the mistake. That's great. I love Goa. <laughs> I went to Goa during the summer. Right. Okay. Now, most I should have asked somebody. I should have asked a friend or somebody right, to tell right. me why that was a bad idea. My understanding is that only Indians go during the summer. It's too hot for 
Oh, really? Oh, it is so hot. It is. <laughs> yeah, it was just, oh, boy. Oh, boy, was that hot. I. It was beautiful. I had. It was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Really, really amazing. But also, yeah, like you can't really sit out in the beach. You'll just, you'll die. You know, it's, oh. you know you'll get cooked. The, wow. the, you can see, it's almost like you can see steam. The ocean's being cooked, you know. <laughs> But you can't, you know, it's not that hot, but yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, we should uh, spring one in Goa. That's a dream. Oh, yes. Yeah, We're not one. there yet. No. No, no. We have we have <sighs> some work to do. Did you know that we actually did do it? Actually, no. Now that I think of it, we did do a spring one in India. Oh, really? Where yeah. Was that? So we had this weird experiment. There was a, what happened? It was 2000 and let's say 11 or 12. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like a minute ago, right? Um Hmm? What? <laughs> that's like committing suicide oh you mean going to go in this oh that's a very scary thing to post yeah uh, you mean going going to go in the summer yeah it's for me you know i couldn't i couldn't handle it i was a. Uh, I needed to drink a lot of water and uh whew, it's a great city great great place i have i had a lot of fun just the heat i'll never forget the heat um um spring one spring one so we had this great like experience where we, uh, several uh, this has got to be so it's before pivotal right we right. i don't know if people know but i've been on the spring team since 2010 i joined the spring team at vmware right. then the spring team and i i was part of the spring team so we all went to start a new company called pivotal right there that's this company and that company was amazing and then vmware got it was VMware, so amazing yeah they bought it back they, yeah vmware bought the company it, it you know it, it, they reacquired it uh and so i've been same job you know like i've I've been doing the same thing for 13 years uh but the company the the name on the the checks change right um and uh so so anyway when i say at vmware what i mean is before pivotal same job same team same spring same everything but it's just a very weird history to follow okay so oh simon there's one of one of our amazing regulars he's uh in belgium Simon, are you going to be at uh, DevOx? I know, that'd be cool. Because you're going to be there. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there. He'll be there. We should. I want to meet Simon, um, if at all possible. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, they, we, we did this. What were we doing? We had a, we had like advocacies. Mm-hmm. We had advocates, right? Like myself. I did. I did. I'm an advocate for Spring, um, and then. We did, uh, we had advocates for uh, JavaScript, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and for Ruby on Rails and for RabbitMQ and mm-hmm. PHP. <laughs> did we? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, uh, and we had an advocate for like general architectural cloud things, right? That was Chris Richardson, actually. That was um, mm-hmm. another one. He's on the show recently. So, <clears throat> so all these like, uh, all these focused advocates. And so we also had, so I think, and this is all because of uh, like one of the, we had Cloud Foundry, right? We were talking about this brand new right, thing called right, Cloud Foundry. Right, right. <clears throat> and so we wanted to like take this thing worldwide. So we did a spring one platform. Kind of, but in China, in Beijing. Right. Right. And we did two in India, two different cities in India. Amazing. Yeah. I forget this. Maybe it's, I, one was surely Bangalore, but I forget the other one. Um, Maybe Delhi? I don't know. It's been it's been twelve years, but um, 
or 11. I don't know. It's just been a long time. And anyway, we did these two different things. And I think we gave them away like for free or basically very cheap, you know. Uh, uh, the tickets were not your normal prices. Uh, and so we had thousands of people at both events. That's so great. Thousands and thousands of people. It was the And then, you know, at the same time, the one in the United States yeah. wasn't that big. Yeah. You know, the one in the United States, spring one in the U.S. Uh, hello from Romania. Hi. Nice to see you. Hola from Spain. Hello Hola. from Spain. That's so cool. Small world. Hi, Ines. Daniel, we have a Daniel. Oh. Great name. Love it. Oh, no, he's asking a question. Daniel, are you doing a three-hour deep dive spring security session at DevOps this year? So, no, but I have good news for you. Uh, Lor Spilkow, who wrote oh. a book on spring security, is doing a three-hour deep dive. That's going to be great. I love his On spring security six. Um, however... I'll be I'll be doing some stuff around uh, OAuth and OpenID, so more specific, not not very springy. It's going to be more general. So if you're um, you know if you're if you always wonder what this is and how you can use it, then that's what I'll be doing. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, let's see, Wait, over the moon. Yeah, I'm over the moon too. That's amazing. I'm still good to see you all. I'm so glad you're all here. Um, let's see. On what date? That's the question, I guess. Oh, at, at DevOps? Um, I, I don't hard think... To, hard to tell at the moment. Yeah, it's not being scheduled yet. Uh, the workshops that are going to be uh, on the Monday and Tuesday, uh, it's early October, the 5th or something. Yeah. And then my session, I don't know, it's not being scheduled, so probably sometime Wednesday through Friday. Same as yours, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think I'm going. I just don't... I don't know. Um... DevOps, if you're going to be in DevOps Belgium, it'll be great. If you're going to be at Java Zone, that should be okay too. It'll be great. I'll be there. Uh, what are the shows? I'm, I'm at Spring One. If you're here, say hi. Uh, okay, let's talk about this. So, um, all that backdrop. Anyway, that, that those two Spring Ones were cool. I hope, I, I wonder if anybody went to, the, I wonder if, I, it'd be cool. If you were, if you know somebody who went to one of those, just say hi. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that now, a decade later, you know. Now we're at, we're at this Spring One. Thank you for taking the time to, Hang out today. I know you're busy because it's obviously like crazy out there. It's just, oh my goodness. Um, second to sixth October. Is that DevOps? Belgium? Belgium yeah, that's uh, it. Okay. Wow. Right. It's going to come quick. Are you ready? No. Perfect. DevOps Belgium. It's a long flight. You have time to prepare your talk there. I mean, my talk's ready, but it, like DevOps Belgium is, uh, is, it's nothing like that, right? There's yeah. nothing. It's the craziest. Uh, it's one of the biggest in Europe, right? It's. I, mean, I think it's. I think DevOps France just overtook it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not, I might be wrong, but I think DevOps uh, French just overtook it. But yeah, before that, DevOps Belgium yeah. was the biggest, and it's still DevOps. Yes. Either way, yes. they're both DevOps. Is DevOps? I don't think. I don't DevOps think. I? Yes, DevOps is DevOps. I don't know. I think they don't want to grow DevOps Belgium. They just like the venue, and so yeah, it's, it's classic. It's. Um, but either way, you wouldn't know it. When you go there, it is – when you go there, there's no – actually, the one in France is – in Paris is in a huge venue. So it actually yes. feels a little bit smaller yes. Yes. because you don't see as many people per yes. square foot. Yes. Whereas in Belgium, bring your COVID masks. There are, <laughs> it, you're just up to – no, Nobody brought them last year, no, the COVID masks. I tried, but it was just at some point I was like, well, something shouldn't be open source, but whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't catch it because I think, you know – I was lucky, but I should wear a mask. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're both amazing. All the DevOpses are fantastic, right? Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, the, obviously, the one I miss is 
live up to Ukraine. It's still, you can do online ones yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I can't wait for that one to be back on track. Back, yeah, yeah, back yeah, on track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great show as well. Uh, okay. So you're, so you're in, um, you work on the, one of the most important sides of the team, right? We have the spring team is huge. We have a lot of different projects um, and there's open source stuff. Uh, and that open source stuff is useful to a lot of people, but it's only useful uh, if somebody pays us to, if we, if we have no money to like come to work, then at some point, even the most committed of, of contributors will have to say, I, I can't be here. Right. Yeah. So, so what we try and do is to sell as uh, VMware has products, which is good because somebody has got to do that. Right. Um, and uh, a lot of, a lot of the things we do is just sort of making, um, taking these things and, and checking off certain important features for enterprises. Right. Things exactly. that enterprises have different use cases a lot of times than just individual like startups or whatever. And where maybe a small startup is perfectly fine to sit, sit there and figure out how to do X, Y, and Z. Maybe an enterprise would just say, nope, oh, I just want to pay for it. And I'm happy if somebody picks up the phone call. Yes, yes, definitely. For the phone call, you know, they have compliance needs. They have right. you know, lots, of, uh, lots of requirements. So I work for, uh, for uh, VMware Tanzu. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Spring... It's a it's a it's a clothing company as you can see, <laughs> yeah, right. um, in uh, in the in the spring commercial groups. So it's right. still part of spring, and we package some of the spring products. Uh, the, the product I I work on in that package is the spring authorization server that we put in uh, our Tanzu application platform to give SSO capabilities to developers without them having to build their own auth server and having to understand all of these intricacies of OAuth and OpenID and so on. That so the authorization server. If you if for people on this channel, I did a video with Steve Reisenberg some I don't know May or something like that. Right? It was it's it's probably my favorite video. I mean, it's just such a if you get a chance to watch, if you can go watch and learn about the Spring authorization server, you trust me, it'll 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 blow your mind that you can get something. Do you ever, do you, you do you remember the first time you set up the Enable Eureka server? Oh, yes, right. I remember that. It's like you, 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 one little annotation and then suddenly you have infrastructure. There's middleware. Yeah. yeah a yeah. website appears and there's a log and metrics and consoles and yeah, yeah, yeah. how, you know, it's a distributed system. Suddenly I've just added one annotation. Um, so that was like very, you know, the input was an annotation. The output was like a server. Yes. Right. Uh, well, I remember discovering that I wonder of your talks. Yeah. And then, oh, thanks. I'm glad that. Yeah, but uh, the same thing for the config server, right? The uh, it's just yeah, like an annotation, right? Right. Or the Hystrix dashboard we used to have. We still have it, I think, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't tried it in years. Um, and then all this stuff is just very sort of even even when you just use Spring Boot, Spring Boot start a web. Suddenly you've got an embedded Tomcat. It's yes. this it's this magic feeling of like, hey, I've done proportionally very little. Yes. I've given a cue to my um, framework that I want a thing, and then uh, it just works. Huge, and, and you can you can unwind the assumptions, you can change it, but it just works. The Spring Authorization Server is the first thing to give me that oh, feeling in years, you know, because we don't we don't we don't have any new config servers. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Right, uh, and you well, you got to watch Steve uh, set it up. Everyone just he's, watches. He's a he's a great guy. All the people on the Spring team are great, and I'm Steve's great. You're great. I I, I appreciate. You're that. great. No, I'm yes, just, you're great, but. But uh, the uh, 
I just you got you watch him like start from zero, yeah, which I love, and then suddenly we've got like an a full OAuth OIDC IDP identity yeah. provider. Yeah. You know what? It's Without just, five thousand lines of config to set up your key closure. I think we, I think we had a working thing within like three lines of YAML. Whoa, what happened there? My yeah, I think so. I think it's uh... blows my mind. Yeah, just absolutely amazing. So can you okay? So t tell us about the authorization server. I mean, I kind of broke. I, I didn't do a great job there. They no, I know think... I love it, but they don't know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. So it's a, the project started three years ago, two years ago, something like that. Um, and uh, we were redoing OAuth two in Spring, and we had decided to drop it, right? To drop right. the authorization server. And oh right, we had this so. We had this old project called the Spring Security OAuth project. Yes, exactly. Separate, and it had support for clients, resource servers, and an authorization server. Yeah, yeah. And then we slowly rebuilt all that to be compliant with the new stuff. Yes. And then the first thing was the client support, OIDC client, mm -hmm. and Spring Security 5, and then like 5.1 or 2, whatever yeah. we had, the resource server. Yeah. And then eventually mm -hmm. we, we said, we're not going to bother fixing that last thing because there's you have package solutions already. Yeah, right? every key cloak and everybody's running key cloak or a a web service, right? So yeah, Azure key cloak, uh, Okta, and uh, and the community was, did not agree with us. No, no, they were not happy with this. They told us no. They told us you need to do this. So we did this, right? Um, yeah. And and the idea is not to give you a fully packaged solution as a key cloak of, of Okta would do, right? Right. You have a framework for building your own. But the great folks at Spring Security and Spring Boot, they got together to give you all the opinions so that, you know, in a few lines of YAML, you have a running thing. Yeah. And then you can add, you can add your behavior on top of it, right? You want to shade and change the shape of your tokens. You want to add more claims. You want to filter based on, I don't know, roles or whatever. Right. Um, uh, you can do that with the, you know, the, the Spring Security um, mindset of like, oh, I, I add this bean. And then I can change the tokens based on those conditions. I add these beans, and I can change where I read my clients from, and so on. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the uh, the the there's so many d different things you have to care about when you think about OAuth. So to have that usefully set up by default, so you don't have to know everything to get you started. But then uh, one thing that you know, it's Spring. It's Spring Spring Boot. You just add beans, and they override parts of the machine. Yeah, exactly. And, and you, stay, uh, you stay in the same ecosystem now for your, you know, you have multiple services, microservices, whatever you call it, and you want to do yeah. OAuth, right? So you need something that gives you tokens and you're not really sure what you should use. Right. Well, with Spring Boot, Spring Auth Server, you have out of the box a thing that will give you the token, which will do the basics of handling your users and and, and allowing to leverage these other projects, the client, the right. server, right? But, but the, what... What, I wish I could, I didn't record this part, um, but the thing that blew my mind was I wanted to make it so that the sessions were preserved, mm -hmm. that client registrations were in their database, and right. so that the sessions were also stored in the database, so that way if the authorization, if I had two instances of the auth server, and yes. I got load bounds to a different instance, I didn't lose my OAuth session, right? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. And also the, so that the token would uh, be valid across multiple, like, even if I restarted the auth server, I want the token to still be valid. I don't want, I don't want them to yeah, be yeah. kicked out. So all that requires persistence. So I pinged Steve. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah, of course there's like in-memory implementations, but there are also JDBC repository implementations and all this yeah. other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which we went out of a way to do that, right? So the, 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 the philosophy is more just provide the in-memory and let the users provide their own. Right. But we did add by default JDBC implementation. So you don't, like if you want high availability, you slap a database. Right. And then your tokens are, you know, uh, preserved across multiple instances um, so that you don't have to build your own, your own, you know, persistence layer. Right. So is that what is in the authorization server? Yeah, the there's archive? a, there's a, there's no, in the, in the, in the open source one. Okay. Yeah. So in the open source one, there's a JDBC. Um, in, in the component we have, we do not manage users. Users are delegated to you know, upstream identity providers. The idea is more, uh, you know, it's your enterprise component. So in, in the days of your, uh, you mm -hmm. wanted your, an OAuth client to the, your SSO system. What did you do? You sent an email to the, the SSO team or the identity team, right? Mm -hmm. And so you say, oh, I want a client and I want to use this scope and that scope and my redirect URI will be this. You send the email, you know, you go grab a coffee, nothing comes back. And then the next day, maybe you get an email back with some credentials. And then you try them, you realize you gave the wrong redirect oh, URIs. No. And so, right. And, and so the idea is, you know, the, the users are still in your Azure AD or your corporate LDAP, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we put a layer of self-service self in front of that. Right. So the, uh, the, the admins set up an authorization server and you as a developer, you can go and request within the bounds of what's allowed. You can request client credentials to try and, and to try it, right? To, to get tokens from it. And so, <clears> so we, don't, right. we don't leverage the JDBC implementation. Right. Um, we have our own because we don't want to be managing our, a database. We're running on Kubernetes. I see. So you're, you're, and that's a good point. OAuth is not authentication. It's authenticated at an authentication delegation, right? Exactly. You're, it's authorization, actually. It's taking the the information about a user, which it gets from somewhere else, mm -hmm. anywhere else. You know, mm -hmm. it's up to you to find out what that is. Uh, and right. then to turn that into a claim, a job with claims, right, which then right. you, the developer, can use to say, oh, well, this person has the claim that allows them to view exactly. this web page or make a change to that or whatever. But exactly. that, it's that glue, right? The authorization server is supposed to be that kind of glue. Exactly. So when, but you've got heavy, you've got the integrations with like Active Directory and exactly you, that's and, what the federated enterprise thing does. Exactly, right. And and all the rules of like, oh, if you have these groups in AD, then you have these roles and these scopes are available, which are set by the the security folks or right. the, the single sign-on folks or wow. whoever. And like they, they give you the rules and you, as a developer, you can just request a client and everything will be configured without having to go through compliance or whatever. Wow. That's amazing. So I don't know, like the open, you can use Active Directory in the open source spring security. Okay, yes. friends, you can. Yes. yes. And you can use the authorization server. And yeah, you could probably build the stuff yourself at some point. But have you worked with Active Directory? Active Directory is, I, I've talked about this before. Active Directory is undoubtedly the most powerful identity, you know, you know directory service yeah. ever. It's used by a bazillion organizations around the planet is a, if it's not a de facto, if it's not an actual standard, it's certainly the de facto standard for this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So, and there's others, but I'm just saying like it, it because of that, you need expertise level depth yes. to work with that. There are people whose sole job all day, every day, they go into the office and all they're there to do is to make sure Active Directory hums, that it sings, that it works correctly, you know? Yes. And so 
having that integration with your identity provider is valuable. That's why. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, especially if you have an old one, when the, this oh. LDAP thing, and then you have to understand LDAP, which is a protocol from uh, probably created before I was born. Um, and, and so the idea for us is also we give you a, the, the most common standard interface, which is OpenID, right? right? And OAuth for authorization. We give you this, and then behind the scenes, it does LDAP, it does OpenID, and we have experimental support for SAML. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which Sarah. is also a... Not fun. No. If you don't know what you're doing, it's not going to be fun. No. Um, but Even when you do what you're doing, it's not super fun. Just a, there's just a lot of moving parts. We I think we had uh, we had Rob Winch on this show, yes. and we we're talking about Samuel coming back. They had to, like they just did. A, I guess you all just did a new release of it. Yeah, yeah. They they merged the project. It was a separate project, like Spring Security Auth. Right, right. We had Spring Security Samuel, and now Samuel support is in Spring Security. Right, and it's integrated with Boot. Right, you can put just your metadata URI, and then boom, uh, just, a Samuel login. Uh, depending on you know all the, the right. subtleties of how your SAML provider is set up. Um, but it's a since it's a weird it's a weird no, it's a it's a protocol that was designed a while back. There there are you know things that you have to go over to make it work in a normal yeah in a more modern app. I've never done it. I'm I bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean so I know I mean you you do it right and uh, obviously uh, Rob can do it and and uh, Rabel. Even he can do it, right? Yes, like, they have they have support for SAML and Okta. Well, I well, think that. Active Directory, Azure Active Directory has both SAML and OpenID. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. By the way, you can like one that one thing that blows me away is you can use a, a Azure Spring apps and there's Active Directory there. I'm like, yes. And you know, just this is one of those things where you want the cloud doing it for you. I'm very happy if I don't have to maintain the lifetime of that particular piece of infrastructure. I could, I have been a DB admin. I don't want to be, <laughs> but I know what to look for. And I know what to, how to set up logs and how to do password rotation and all that. That's fine. Active Directory scares me. That thing is a beast. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, there yes. are too many moving parts, you know. And it's very critical to your, to your yeah. enterprise, right? Yeah, especially if you, if you, yeah. you mess it up. Oh, yeah, not good. So, um, okay. So that's, that, that, that sounds like a painful thing to build. Uh, I'm glad you built it, not me. Um, where does it get used? I mean, you, we somebody asked a question. Is that so if I use Tap, um, Tap for Tanzu application platform, it's using Spring Authorization Server under the hood. That is correct, right? So if you want SSO in your apps, if you're if you want you know client credentials to get tokens, uh, what you will have is an authorization server. And you can wow. you maybe you have multiple authorization servers, one for your LDAP and one for your you know I don't know uh, Okta integration because um, you want you know you have separate Orgs and and so we give you an API and you say I want an auth server I want it I, I want it connected to this and 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 then you can obtain token from those um, so it's used here in Tap um, uh, obviously uh, we 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 package it and we we have Tap has a lot of opinions mm -hmm. around cool. you know exposing you know how do I deploy an app on Tap. Basically, you give a URL to it, and it will go. It will fetch the code. It will build it. It will build the image. It will do, you know, source scanning. It will run the tests. It will. So Tap is a, is it's Kubernetes plus a whole platform. Yes. Uh, yes. And so you can run it on any Kubernetes. It doesn't yes. have to be our flavor of it. Yes. Um, and Tap is. I mean, there's so many parts to it, but the idea is that you want to have a a, a system to build 
Come, hello from Stockholm. Hi. Ah, hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, the idea is that you want to have a uh, a system that allows you to build reusable pipelines. Yes. Is that fair? Is that yeah. right? I think that's the beating up. Like when you get into tap, you get into building pipelines. So, uh, so the idea is like we had Cloud Foundry. Uh, yes. Right. A VMware, the then Pivotal, then VMware too. again. We had Cloud Foundry with a Tensor application service. We had it. Um, yep. Right. And that's that CF push experience. I have an app. I push it. Um, uh, and the idea is, yeah, here's my app. Run in the cloud. I don't care how. Exactly. Yeah, um, haiku. And so the the developer experience uh, of this was was great. Mm -hmm. um, and but enterprises asked for more flexibility in configuring how how an app gets built, mm -hmm. how it gets deployed. And so Tap is the next generation of this experience, right? So instead of doing CF push, you do Tenzu apps workload create. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the difference with Cloud Foundry is that your company will have their custom pipelines for you know doing FIPS compliance or whatever. Security scanning, building images, right? Running the, you can actually do the you can pass in a, a code and then have that built, or you can I guess you can pass in a jar. Is it like um, you can't? Can uh, well, you could you could do it. You yeah. could pass a jar. You could pass a, a built Docker image, right? Right that you build with a Gradle or Maven build yeah. image, right? Um, and integration. Yeah, it has and it has a testing inside, right? The, and depending on the pipelines you use, we mm -hmm. provide Tap provides some pipelines, but your company may provide their own, right? Um, and it's still it's still not quite you know it's 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 still a bit of a, a steep learning curve for developers, right? For, Not for develop for operate. Well, no. If you're trying to manage it, if you're trying to set up your own workloads and pipelines, that's steep. Yes. So the idea is that you shouldn't. You're yes. if you're a developer, there's yes. going to be one that's already been furnished for you. Yes. But then the, then you're going to be writing YAML, even a little bit. We try. So the the goal for Tap is like you write as little YAML as possible, but you may have to write twenty or thirty lines. Yeah, yeah. Workloads uh, aren't that big usually, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. A lot of times I need to specify a, a Docker image. Whatever I've I've seen ten line YAML files and that and that you can do it on the command line. It expands to yeah exactly. It it expands behind the scenes to a whole forest of YAML. Yes. Um, yes. But that's the whole point. From the developer's perspective, your contract with the platform is this little tiny bit of YAML and your app and your Git repository, right? Yeah. Holds it and <clears throat> that's the input and output is whatever your company wants, uh, reusable, uh, you know, flexible, uh, scalable, etc. And there's some good ones. Like if you want to do, like you said, FIPS right. or security scanning, vulnerability uh, scanning, uh, continuous integration and deployment, uh, testing, feedback, blue-green right. deployments. Right. Multi-cluster multi and yeah. so on. Right? Oh, so, yeah. so the idea is, is to, when, I, when I speak with Spring developers, right. lots of people are very confused by, by Kubernetes, right? Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think I could pass the Kubernetes. I, I've studied and I've... Gotten to the point where I'm now reasonably assured that I could pass a certification. Yes. Still, do not feel like I understand the thing. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it, it when, when you pass your exam, you you understand each of the tools one by one, right? right. This is a hammer, and, and I can drive a nail with it. This is a screwdriver. I can drive, you know, screws. Yeah. But then, then the next day you come to work and uh, you're asked to build a house. Yeah. Well, that's oh, that's just it. Actually, it really, you do need to build a house. Right. You're just given planks of wood and some. Yes. Nails and so somebody we're we're building that house for you right yeah. that's tap yeah. tap tap uh, your house on tap street like we have um um I, I I've I've even I'm a Kubernetes contributor oh you know like I committed to the official 
Kubernetes Java client. Right? Amazing. Yeah. So like that's an official Kubernetes project. Therefore, I am a Kubernetes contributor. You can do Graal VM native images because of that with Spring wow. Boot 3, right? You can build, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, build yeah. controllers and operators or whatever right. with Spring Boot yes. now because of my contributions. And I still don't feel like I know enough to like call myself a Kubernetes you know, expert. Like I could pass the exam and I'm a contributor yeah. officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, there's just, I still don't know how to get from planks of wood to that mansion that you seem to have built over there, you know? Yes, yes. And it, it, it took a, a few iterations, right? To, yeah. to be stable and, and, and work. And um, if, you, if you're a Java developer and you want to do like, you know, Kubernetes stuff in your app, still yeah. a bit, it's still a bit weird, right? Because the, the people who built Kubernetes are, they all come from Go, mm -hmm. right? So even so, even the Java client is a bit, Oh, yeah. this flavor of Go and this API that looks like Go and speaks well, like Go. It's code generated from yes, uh, from yes. gRPC and stuff, right? Yes, like, exactly. Um, and then it has these, like, once you want to do more fancy stuff, there's no docs, there's just examples, and it's for you to figure out how to use them. A lot of times I find myself looking at Go code uh, for, like, I want to do this thing in a, in a controller. Like, how do I do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's ripe for contributions on on docs and on, and on you know, uh, improving the API. And also... Auto. I, I, I think I would really love to see Spring Cloud Kubernetes start to provide more uh, idioms for building controllers. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this, uh, Ryan and I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Baxter, he's another one of the people that just like you that I just look at and go, I wish I could do half that. It's just amazing. <laughs> well, um, you, you say that, but you know, you, I, I saw your presentation. Like I saw a Spring Boot that was demo you're, in 2017. You're, you're thinking of somebody else. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it was so fast. I'm pretty sure nobody can go as fast as you. Uh, it was probably Heckler, I don't know, or, or somebody awesome. Um, anyway, yeah, like that, 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 the, uh, the, the, the world right now is ripe for the world of pla of platforms is yes. Ripe for democratization, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, large yeah. organizations, they can, uh, it's paradoxical. The large organizations that could successfully endeavor to build a brand new, brand new platform, don't want to. Yes. And the ones that, uh, you know, they're, they're, the big ones are willing to pay. Yes. Uh, and those that can't usually, you know, because they're, it's, it's too much work to pay to build. Yes. Right. Uh, so they're in a situation where they just, they just do without. Yeah. And it's very strange to have an open source project and still feel like you're doing without. Yes. Like you have to give up. It's, it's free. How much do you, you know, what's the cost? But the cost is, you have to build on top of that, right? Yeah. And, and, and uh, if you let your developers like run with it, it's so much overload, mm -hmm. right? You you already have to understand all of your business, you know, domain. You have to understand the technologies you use, and now we're asking you to understand some level of infrastructure yeah. as well. Um, that, that's that's not sustainable. Like one of the things I love about Tap is that it is our opinionated integration of a lot of different open source components. Yes. Um, and so we mentioned the authorization server story, right? That's a the federated uh, security approach, but also cartographer, right? Right. Carvel, that whole tool suite, that's all open source. In theory, you could start with that too and get a lot of benefit, right? But uh, but trust us, we've taken it a step further, you know? Um, what are some of the, uh, like, when we talk about Kubernetes, what are some of the requirements, like, to run TAP? What, what, are, what pieces do people need to have installed or think about before they can start? So, about tap. so, you know, this, this is more of an operator question, like if you want to operate it, but for developers here at Spring One, we have announced that we have the tap developer sandbox, which is available 
online and you can go and try out and deploy your workloads. Um, Where's that? Uh, so it's Tanzu.academy. Tanzu.academy. Yeah, and then I think it's like slash developer sandbox. You can see it at the top, right? So there's a, oh, there's a link. And in here, so you have to create an account with VMware that you may or may not have. And you click and you get uh, you get an, an environment in which you can deploy a few workloads without having to care about all the details. Of, so for example, you won't be provisioning your own auth server. Like we have one for you. You won't be provisioning your own Postgres. Um, oh. you, we have one for you. You want Rabbit, you want Redis, we got you covered. Um, it's for testing purposes. So these environments are, I, I, don't, I think it's eight hours or eight hours renewable once. Um, but you know, you can write your YAML, you can deploy it, you can see it. You put your YAML in Git and you go home and then the next day you request a new sandbox and you reapply, reapply the same YAML and you get the same result. Except the URLs will have changed because these are ephemeral. Um, but you know, for getting started, it's a, it's a great, great stepping stone. Huh. I, I didn't know that was out there already. That's amazing. Yeah, go there. I'm going to go there. I kind of wish I could go there now. But So uh, we have a question here. Hi, Josh. Sorry for take, taking it off topic. There's no off topic. No off topic. It has, it has spring in it. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, I'm starting a new web app with Spring Boot 3 and will utilize native image support. I've used profiles extensively in the past. Should I avoid it for better native support? Yeah. Yeah, avoid it. Um, so it's not, I mean, theoretically, you could, you could make it work, but here's here's how the, here's the mental model you have to keep in your head. Um, native images, they do this, uh, uh, reachability analysis, right? And so basically just imagine something looking at your main method and looking at the classes that your main method is using and the class that it's using and all the types that those classes are using. So if you're using string, it's probably using a byte. And then if you're using spring application, you know, spring boot application annotation, what is that linked to? What types are being imported basically everywhere? It's gonna compute all the things that are being explicitly used somewhere in your code base. And then it's gonna throw everything else away. And this makes it so that the resulting binary is actually very small. Theoretically, it's good for uh, from a security perspective as well. Um, but it means that things that you're not using are going to be thrown away. And so what profiles do is they allow you to have code that's just sitting there not being used until you activate a switch. Well, when you do the compilation, if those things aren't being used, and if it can't decide that they are being used, it throws it away. And that produces a very small, fast binary that's also better from a security posture. But it means that when you come to runtime and you try and activate that profile, it's not going to work, right? Um, so unless you compile the application with the profile active, right? Which is also weird because sometimes you might have like, like Kubernetes-specific stuff or whatever that activated on a certain profile. So that needs to all be present when you build the native image. Uh, and that's not going to feel right. So I would just avoid it. I would just find ways to build my code in such a way that there's one true build, one true path through the program logic flow. Um, and when you think about it, there's there's only, you know, there's only one build you need to do. When you run on your developer laptop, you may have a profile that is specific to the yeah. you know, developer laptop that replaces beans or whatever. Yeah, for and dev. Then, right, for dev. Yeah. And then the rest is you're going to be doing native image probably goes into, you know, a cloud or a Kubernetes. And so that is the build. And so that's the default profile, if you will. Yeah. And that, that, that's true. And by the way, that limitation also applies to conditionals, right? 
so we have things like conditional on bean or conditional on class or conditional on cloud. Um, those conditionals have to be true at build time because otherwise those beans won't be compiled. And therefore, if they turn true at runtime, it's going to fail because it's going to try and create a bean that doesn't exist, create a, create a bean out of a class that doesn't exist. So like if you're using conditional on Kubernetes, on a cloud platform and then you specify Kubernetes, the, the tests that that runs need to be true at compile time, right? Uh, if you want that to work at runtime. So things like that, where you're having conditionals for certain beans, you need to, you know, take care about that, take care of those as well. We had to do that. We had to go through and, you know, some things actually, it's better. We can actually, you, you know, we have this ability to evaluate at compile time what types are going to be there, right? Um, and so we can create a, uh, uh, an index of all the types that will be there and then just proactively short if they're gonna, if we know the types aren't there that means they'll never be there we can just remove them for you right yes. so the conditional on class stuff for example is it's really nice like the we can actually see that this will always be false because this type isn't here now it's never going to be here so don't even bother we don't even bother putting the the bean in the resulting binary which is good for for performance and security but but also it's that situation i just described it'll it'll break your expectations around that i think it's a nice compromise yeah I think it is it's it requires a little bit of work and then you mentioned this like conditional platform for example mm -hmm. and this is something that we we try and discourage now um with yeah. a you want to build an app that's not aware of the platform it runs in yeah and you want the platform to come and help the app right? yeah so from a developer perspective you don't care about the the, the specifics of the platform the platform right. comes in and then does stuff for you. Right. Yeah. And Tab is good at that. Tab is built with that kind of, and actually one thing I loved, so we, again, we're Tanzu, we're, we're the spring team at Tanzu. Uh, you've got Tanzu on your chest and your, your sweater. I mean, uh, and, but spring is part of Tanzu. Yes. So at first I was a little chagrined to find that the people building Tab, a lot of whom come from the spring team, uh, were, were not, building something specifically for spring but then i realized wait actually this is quite good they're they have gone well out of their way to make sure that what they're building is generic for everything yes and so that means using open protocols open you know uh interfaces uh, uh to communicate with the app to interface with the app to integrate with the app uh, as opposed to using spring specific idioms yeah um it's great it works out I mean, we have the same features as we ever would right it's nice quite a quite a nice uh achievement there um i don't know what do you what, what's the thing you're most excited about here at spring one? Oh, what was cool i mean it was great to see what the what all the spring folks have been working oh, on yeah. lately right so there's a lot of new things we are are moving quite fast right the releases are streamlined we're heading towards you know java 21 already like ready like ready for that um 19 september next month less than a month from now yeah, yeah java 21 do not forget that so you can already start preparing your your apps for that um so that's uh that's that's quite quite exact exciting yeah a few years back you know all the rage was kotlin because java was kind of stuck in the past when we were just java 8 yeah. java 8 java 8 or worse java 7 for oh, how many years oh my god um and and now like we're catching up uh, i feel in java and in spring is, is like right there with it yeah, yeah delivering so that's uh that's quite exciting did you see the spring ai project no i haven't i i 
I've seen it mentioned, but I haven't gone to the, to the presentation. I'm, I'm pretty curious about it. Well, he's, he and I are doing that presentation today, but also <clears throat> we did a live stream yesterday. Yeah, it's it's great. It's I'm, really good. I, I'm I'm still I'm still confused about AI about you know like use cases. When we are building infrastructure projects, it's it's uh, I still like the like the use case for me yet. So I'm glad that people are trailblazing this, like building yeah. you know real customer experiences. You know, these like child, um, was it in the keynote yesterday that. Um, or, or yeah, yeah, two days ago, where we where we showed, you know, like oh, you know, you can build a, a chatbot for for this uh, Acme Fitness app, yeah. right? Right. Well, so so that's that's using Spring AI, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Simon says it was a great interview. I agree that Dr. Pollock's discussion yesterday was pretty great, or maybe some of this one. This one's great too, but uh, I don't know. Either way, true. And um, oh, bigger thing, end of support for Spring Boot to this end. Oh, yes, yeah. Bigger thing, end of support. Spring Boot 2.7 and Java 8 goes out of support soon. Is it November, I think? Something like yes, that? yes. Um, you can still use it, but you're on your own. I wouldn't do that. So, uh, you know, upgrade. Uh, Spring Boot 3.2 we're, we're, will come out this November. Yes. So 3.0 has been here for a year, right? We released it last November, um, the first 3.0 version. And 3.1 came out in May. Um, uh, both says Simon. Thank you, Simon. Um, so yeah, it's a great time to look uh, into open rewrite or just to, it's not that. I mean, if, if you only get one app, it won't take that long. It, it just, most of the changes are pretty small and it'll take, I, I reckon you could get it done in a day and then spend another day figuring out the native stuff. And now you've got an right. app that uses the, the native latest. Is, yeah, native is like, it's the it's the next step. First, you must migrate. Just you, get to Spring Boot. You too. must migrate. Yeah. No, no, you can't, you can't have this where you run on like Java 6 for 10 years and your app is, is stuck in like Spring Ugh. Framework. Two right. It's the now with the, all the, the CVE, the requirements that you have to patch. Not not only people doing infrastructure stuff, and I feel this the Spring team is doing a great job at like letting you like move forward, you know, um, at your own pace. But encouraging. Hola desde Las Vegas to the, to our friend here from the Dominican Republic. Hello. Buenas. So uh, yeah, that's um, thanks. Yeah, so I, I agree. The Spring team is just amazing. I, so, so the the AI stuff. Yeah. I mean, so if people can, they should watch that video yesterday because Dr. Pollock introduces AI first, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like breaks it down and it sets it sets the scene. This is really great to have him uh, demystify what we're trying to do first. Right. Then we look at the code, and only after we we've he's he's established some baseline requirements for understanding it. And it's really, wow, what a well thought out discussion of the topic. Um, and one thing that he, you were just talking about infrastructure and all that, and that's my, that's been my take too, which is it's a bot. It's going to talk to me. How do I program against talking? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. what's that look like? And he says, well, actually that's a huge part of it. That's because I've seen the memes. I kind of understand getting, saying the right thing to guide the AI in a way that it gives you something useful. Right. It's, 80% of the job, mm -hmm. right? That's what that term prompt, you know, prompt engineering. Yeah, uh, but a uh, fire ship, they call it prompt engineering, <laughs> right? Which I think is hysterical. Um, like, yeah, it's, you're a prompt engineer, right? That's your right. job. It's right, just to right, type right. the right things into the chat box. Uh, and so a big part of using Spring AI correctly is just, you really need to know, hey, AI, I need you to give me only JSON, 
Right. It has to be compliant with this schema. Right. Don't say anything else. And if you don't know anything, don't say anything. Right. Like you have to, you really have to set all that. Like, yeah, exactly. The explanation around tokens and all that stuff was masterful. Just amazing, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I hope people check that out. And, and now, and I'm working with him on the native support. So soon, you'll be able to have AI, AI native. Yeah. Native AI. GraalVM. Uh, and imagine Project uh, Loom will come soon with Java 21. That's right, next month. Right. There'll be a GraalVM native image soon version that supports Project Loom. Wow. So you can build a Kubernetes controller that takes up, you know, 0. 0.5, right. 0.05, 0. You know, just 15 milliseconds, takes up what, 100 megs of RAM, yeah. has AI, and, you know, it's all Spring Boot. Ooh. Like, you could just imagine. I mean, you could do some crazy stuff now. This that, is the rise of the machines. Maybe I, you shouldn't be doing and that. And also Loom, hundreds of threads, a thousand, millions of threads, no problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's just it's just free. So uh, I can't wait because uh, I've got these M1s. Yes. These things are screaming fast. I can't wait yes. to see what I can do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, an un, like, just completely, you know, um, Un unlocked yeah spring experience you know wow. yeah these are yeah great beasts for running your computation do you use the m1s as well yeah, yeah i have yeah. an m1 okay that makes sense. Was the, it was great i i worked on the flight here you know worked for yeah 10 know. hours i I've, I've lost i've still got 50 percent battery or some crazy right? thing like and you've that. been Maybe compiling it it's not just like typing <laughs> well regular java compilations yes. yeah growl vm ones that you can start it's not quite to the point where i can see it but it's like Yes. Even I, I can almost imagine my uh, laptop wheezing, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't do that anymore. No. It's not possible. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible. Um, oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, hey, somebody's, hi, Manis. What, somebody's watched your talks many times. That's a very cool. Oh, I, I imagine that's the DevOps talk from last year. It's a, It was a hit. It was a hit. I, I, yeah. I think we have like a few tens of thousands of views. Let me find that. Uh, yeah, by name you can find it. Uh, it's uh, called a Spring Security Demystified. Oh, I did see that one. Spring Security Demystified. And that's uh, two and a half hours. Oh, this is going to be, I'm going to watch this one again. Here we go. Yeah, 30,000 basically. Wow. And with the, these people here, we have a, a, a huge number, maybe, maybe five more people will watch. <laughs> yeah, it's great but that, that's one of the challenges of spring security it's like how do you how do you get past the examples and get the goal of that one is to give you the tools um to to try and like implement your own use cases because right like the slamda like the, the this api is kind of a bit hard to discover you don't really know what you're doing and it's only a few concepts under the hood and once you once you have those then and we were talking, I was talking to, yeah, 100%, but uh, um, in the beginning, there was this authentication manager hierarchy, right, right, and right. then there's this authorization manager, or no, not access, uh, access decision, something like yeah, that. There, uh, there's a whole thing around authorization. There's two verticals, two yes. tree trunks. One is for who's this user? No, is this user? You know, who's the user? Yeah. The user's Josh. And then the other one is, what can Josh do? Yeah. Does he allow? Is he allowed to read? Is he allowed to make yes. changes or yes. delete? Yes. Whatever. So that's two different use cases, and and there's like one or two interfaces that at the heart of all that. So yes. it seems like it's going to be very simple. On the authorization side, however, it ex it explodes into this like 
access decision voters and attributes. And it just gets really complicated. And I was just talking to Winch the other day, Rob Winch, the yeah. spring security lead. And he was saying, no, 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 actually we've spring we've, security six. We have a new thing yeah, that just yeah. is now just basically one interface yeah. for authorization. So you can use the old stuff. It's not gone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's a much easier approach and you can plug that in. Uh, so now like, I should do something on that because that that DevOps talk was only on authentication and touches yeah. a little bit um, briefly on authorization, but mostly authentication. Yeah, it's two and a half hours on just authentication. Yes. And now you could have done another week on the authorization stuff. You know. I don't right. think I don't think Stefan is gonna let me. You know, have like hug devs. hug the the room for uh, one week. Yeah. And I'm not sure people would attend after some time. You need that. Uh, if you if you said brain space. I don't know. I think people would. If you said to people, "Hey, watch this, and you will know everything you need to know to secure an app." Yeah, in 2023, yeah. or at least you'll have all the tools in your, all the quills in your bonnet or whatever. If you could, if you watch this, all the tools in the toolbox to mentally go out there and do that. Yeah, I would, I'd watch anything that promised that. Are you kidding? That'd I, huge speaking win. of that, yes, Spring Academy. Oh, Spring Academy. That's another thing. It's, that's not new, but it is worth pointing out. That's amazing. What's new? So Spring Academy website, uh, we have Spring courses. There's a certification on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and this week we added the spring security course uh, i have not watched it but i'm sure it's great the other ones i can vouch stellar. for josh cummings on the spring security team who who participated in writing that course um so i'm sure it is amazing and, yeah and it has everything you need to learn. And he's been on the show before he, he's great yeah right. good we've I, it's been a all, all, too much good stuff I, I i like that i've spent a lot of my time in today's episode just telling people to to watch other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give you give you the keys. How do I secure a Spring Boot app? Wait, just add, add the Spring Security Starter. Yes, it is definitely secure by that point. It's maybe a maybe little too secure. Yeah, too secure. Well, you have to unwind some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to let people into at least the stuff you want them to see. You know, yeah. but I, that's a good point. That's a guaranteed. It's secure. Just add that starter. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's a good practice. It, like Spring Security teaches you so much, right? It teaches you the good practice of like. Secure by default. Mm-hmm. So as you say, it's too secure, but it's better to be too secure than not enough secure, not, right? Yeah, exactly. And, well and so, you know, like by studying what Spring Security does, you could, you know, find your own good Spring Security best practices. And watch the Spring Security Demystified. Absolutely. Right. And reach out. You know, um, I'm always happy to chat about these things. Which gets us to the last thing. Last thing. That we're going to wind down. And when we wind down... I always ask the normal questions, right? Um, I haven't prepared for it, this. Yeah, it's a pop quiz. Are you? Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, one more question. Whoa, whoa we got a right, right in the eleventh hour. This just in. Boom! Breaking news. <sighs> Random question, Josh. What kind of impact do you expect the new REST client to have on WebFlux inclusions? I think does that mean like adaptions? Like, uh, how many people are going to use WebFlux now? Um, or you're saying? People are using the web client. And they're bringing in WebFlex, and maybe they won't do that with the REST client. Is that the idea? Hmm. I'm not sure if that's the right right question. Is that? We'll, is that we'll see. That I, think, exactly? I think so. Right. Okay. In that case, yeah. Um, if you're just bringing in WebFlex, if you're bringing bringing in the Spring Reactive stack just because you want the web client, then yeah, that's going to go down a lot. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I I think the REST client, it's yeah, it's great. So yeah, yeah, WebFlux yeah. is great because it has where like the reactive stack is amazing. I love and it. It has great use cases, but it is complicated. 
right? It's it's a I different. Even, I don't even agree with that. I find it fine. I'm like it's it's a it's a different mental model to the, to yes, the imperative. Yes, it's different, not right? complicated. So it's it's not complicated, but you have to relearn a new model for programming right. that you're we're not used to, right? So yeah. once you once you learn it, it's great, but you have to learn it. With right. Red Client, you stay in the imperative, model. which is great if you want like. Having done me, having done the work to learn the, the and I agree when at the very beginning, only knowing Java, but and not being a, a particularly gifted functional programmer, mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the reactive stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you talk to people in the scholar community who are doing lots of functional programming. You talk to people who are doing in in Lisp world land and mm -hmm. uh, languages like that. Reactive isn't different. It's just another functional programming model, right? It's yes. just uh, and it, it it's nice, but. Uh, Oh yeah, since REST, so he's Simon saying since REST template was so verbose, it, it was verbose only if it didn't do what you wanted to do in one of those convenience methods, right? Yeah, yeah. It was all or nothing. Either you used the convenience methods, which solved the problem nicely with with one little method, or you had to pass in basically everything, everything to, just to add one header, right? To, to do yeah. something special. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, so you, like many of us and my, myself included, pulled the web client in just to use the web client, you know, but, uh, and then called block on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, every time you do that, <laughs> you know, karma. Yes. Um, okay. So anyway, great question, but last question, are you on the internet? I am. And if so, do you want to be found? And if so, I would like, where to do found. people find you? So you can find me on the internet at my website, which has all the contacts, which is garnier.wf. No T, just WF. Um, WF? Yeah. Um, it's uh, one of the French territory, uh, like overseas territory, Wallis et Futuna. As you can imagine, Garnier.fr was taken already. <laughs> I, I tried I tried sending them an email, like, uh, can you yield that to me, please? But um, they, ne they never answered. Um, okay. So you can find me there. You can find me on, on X, Twitter, whatever this yeah. is called, uh, at Carlan, uh, K-E-H-R-L-A-N-N. H R L A N N. Yes, I try to make it complicated so people don't find me. Um, uh, and you know, you'll know. you'll find a contact email on my website as well. Um, wait, 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 wait. K E H. That's one. I mean, my name. If you look for me by name, like Daniel Garnier Moirou, you won't find many of those. Yeah, uh, U I D. Exactly, it's my UID anymore. Maybe cool. I'll find some like something about my dad or something. I don't <laughs> <That's> know. <cool. laughs> um, and you know, reach out. I always take the time to answer to messages or email, even though it might take a little while. It's true. You're very. You're, there are a lot of reasons why it's a bad idea to respond to my questions, and you always do, even despite that. I appreciate it, by the way. Um, so you know, reach out. I, I am not as popular as as Josh, so I have a few. Only a few emails coming in, so I can take oh, yeah, the time. Oh, that's He's got that. more bandwidth. Yes, yeah, much yeah. more. And he's smarter, so that it makes it easier. Okay, my friend, thank you for taking the time. Do I, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Merci mille fois. Oui. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. À la prochaine.
A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as that really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.